welcome to another episode of Block Talk. I'm your host as always, Michael Block. If you love the podcast, make sure you subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts so you never miss an episode. Leave a five-star review while you're there. I am so happy to share that this episode is sponsored by our friends over at Daft Boy. Daft Boy is an LGBTQ plus owned and operated startup based in San Francisco, committed to creating high quality and unique fans, accessories, and gear perfect for any occasion. Listeners of Block Talk can earn 15% off their purchase at daftboy.com with the code BLOCKTALK15. That's BLOCKTALK15 at daftboy.com. And as always, follow me on Instagram and threads and TikTok at Michael Block Talk, on Twitter at BlockTalkNYC, and visit theaterinthenow.com for its news reviews and interviews. Oh, wow. We have a winner. The Fame Games have come to an anticlimactic close while the winner was predicted weeks and weeks ago. But that doesn't mean there's a lot to discuss. It's time to talk all things Drag Race All-Stars 8. And here on my extra special panel are Miss Felicia and Zach Iconic. Hello. Hello. Um, wow, we have come to a close. And I think the thing that I have to remind myself is I went through this entire season. I still have not posted my DragCon LA uh, interviews. Um, so I apologize. I'll get them out, friends. You'll, you'll hear them eventually. Um, I just, there's, there's so much drag race right now. So there's much, a lot of drag so race. Much. I thought lot, I was going to have drag news of the week to share, but apparently we don't have our cast reveal yet for um, Brazil, which I was told we were getting this week, but no, 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 not yet. Um, as always, I must leave a disclaimer. This is an entertainment podcast. We are discussing reality TV show characters as presented to us through reality television production. We are shown what the editing of a television show wants us to see. We react to what is presented. Yes, these are real people that give an opportunity to go on television to share their craft, but they've also put themselves in a position to discuss what is said in the podcast is for entertainment to discuss a reality television show. All right. Now, we're going to go through this episode, but I want to hear your one sentence summation of the of the season. What did you feel about the season? Miss Felicia, let's start with you. Give us one sentence to describe Drag Race All-Stars 8. Nah. Oh, we don't even get a sentence. Yeah. We have heard. Oh, a sentence? Oh, I could have said a sentence. Sorry, I heard sentence. a word. I thought it was one word. Um, my sentence would be standard season, no, like, bad challenges, uh, but nothing that really, like, blew up. Okay, that's fair. Zach, what about you? Give us a sentence or a word, whatever you want. Um, my sentence would definitely be not a soul can clock, um, to sum up this entire season, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Wow, that girl, she really waited to the end to make her money. Not so oh. King Clock. All right, let's go through this. The, mu- the oh. music video drops tomorrow. Or, no, today, right, I think, actually. Really? Oh, I'm sure it's going to yeah. be amazing. All right, all the queens are back in the workroom following the Fame Games variety show. James finally won. Uh, she wished she felt it more often, but not in this cast. She was not going to get any more wins than this. This, this was a tough season. She didn't even deserve this one, so. Well, oh, T. <laughs> we'll get to that because I have some opinions too. Um, Lala says she slayed the show. Sure, Jan. 
Kahana leads the charge to congratulate the girls on their win, to which Lala says it was one of the best variety shows. And I say, girl, go watch Drag Race España, then come back and talk to me. Uh, yeah, those- this was honestly like one of the worst variety shows, I thought. I, I think it was the, the problem that they didn't have enough time. They were each given like 30 seconds, and that wasn't it enough It was to a show minute anything. of do the best you can. I mean, like, it was yeah. fine. It was, like, just a mid-tier variety show. I mean, at this point, it's like, what can they do? Especially, like, like you said, the one for Spain, tens across the board. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, for me, I, as I've said, and I know it's controversial, I don't want to see drag in a talent show. Like, that is already your talent. Give me something extra. So, like, if you want to do a lip sync, do, do something that's a little twist. So if you're going to do a lip sync, do a story hour for 10 seconds. At least it's something unique. Um, I don't know. I, I, I feel like I the word variety show and talent show on this show need to be separated because I guess for a variety show, it's whatever. But a talent show, give me that stripper pole. Give, give me something crazy. Um, but who am I? I agree. But but it's kind of tough because a lot of queens do drag because it's their talent. So then when you're like, well, like well, do another talent, it's like, okay, but this say. is my thing. Yeah. As everyone knows on this podcast, my theory is practice before you got on the show. Do yeah. Everything Le- a learn times. a new craft and then exactly practice it. Yeah. All right. The discussion of the wheel comes up. And Lala blatantly points out, doesn't that make them the top two of the fame games? And everyone in the room that has no fan vote um, knows that they have a giant hurdle to pass over. Uh, but we're going to get to that. Uh, Lala also said she had a lot of fun with James and says it was performance rather than a battle. Uh, but that's what happens when you do a duet song. It's, it's always going to be a fun performance. Yeah. I like Rain on Me. I have a question. Do y'all think that the will is like actually spinning or is it more type they're stopping it when they want to stop the wheel there's a there's a magnet or something it's rigged Mm. not a chance that it's not shady listen well we're gonna discuss it at the end about the results but um we we all knew after watching last week what was gonna happen now nisha says it's great how two types of drag are being celebrated um and jessica says that these are the two uh, top two represent all of them and they should be proud Candy wants it so bad. Jimbo is ready to beat Candy's ass. It's all fun and games until someone has an accident. Um, listen, if you like playing with butts, that's what happens sometimes. You have a little butt problem. But Jimbo is ready to be in the Hall of Fame and polish your plaque under her photo. But before we get to that, we're going to have a war of the breasts. It's Jimbo versus James. And normally that would turn on most straight men. But um, because these are drag queens, they probably are not into this. Or they're just too dumb to realize they're drag queens. I think they're just having silly fun. It was like, where are y'all Who won the Battle of the Breasts? Who, Jimbo or James? James. I'll say James also. And also, I do have to point out, okay, so I really dislike James. <laughs> um, but this breastplate was the best one we've seen all season from anyone. Because we've seen a lot of fucked up breastplates this season. Yes. Um, and hers looked really good. So kudos to her. For that. Now we got the battle of the ass, uh, Nisha and Kahana. No match. That was Kahana's. Yeah. Hands down. Um, Nisha really tried. And if, when she was watching it back, I'm sure she's like, well, fuck, that was embarrassing. It didn't even move. But let, let, to be fair, Kahana has some enhancements in there. So 
Um, I, Nisha was, does also. She does? Oh. Yeah. I, that, that was like a plot line on her original season. I'm pretty sure. I could be wrong. But no. no I think, she's, that. That I think she's pumped also. You're asking me to remember things from how many years ago? Oh, my God. That's so long ago. Yeah. I don't remember shit. Now, Lala gets to talk about the fan voting for the crown for the fame game. And um, you know that when she got to be the one saying that in confessional, the the result was sealed. We knew what was about to happen later on this episode. Um, That's what happens when you watch someone's drag race. You know what the edit is going to tell you. But really, the battle of the night is the Canadian clown versus the hood bitch from the Bronx. Time to cream the competition. And Jimbo gives herself a facial. um, And she loved every second of that. Are we so we we have to assume that was just watered down whipped cream? No, that's like what happens to whipped cream when it's like unrefrigerated for a while. How yeah, I'm like Jimbo, been? you must have like some nice skin because like all that uh, it never. It was, oh, I mean, I that's fair. I get how oh gross. Okay, fine, we're moving on straight away. <laughs> the girls come back. It's on um, having um, just Candy and Jimbo in the room would have clearly been boring. So everyone is forced to come back. And hey, they're getting paid for this episode anyways. So you might as well give them uh, some things to do. When Lala gets to start that this is a new day, again, the edit is telling us exactly what we're going to have. This is a Lala and Jimbo Candy episode. And Lala has allegedly learned Spanish in the same way that I've learned Spanish to watch Drag Race Mexico and España. What have I learned? Nothing. Nothing sticks. I'm sorry. It's just too hard for me. But apparently Monica taught her some nasty shit. Um, And if anyone watched with the captions, it's just said, speaking spanish so i have no idea what she said did anyone catch it i have no idea i took spanish twice barely passed and i don't know what she said um do you know miss felicia i'm in the same boat spanish twice barely passed so i speak none of it but duolingo if you want to sponsor the podcast i'll learn spanish for you Candy is about to be a kidder as she tells the girls that what they didn't know is that rupaul had them cast a secret vote to choose the top two fame games and they're all gagged for a minute, but it was a joke. She's just joshing. But hey, stranger things have happened on this show. I wouldn't be surprised. Literally, if like it could have happened, happened, yeah. I just don't know if these were the two that the two of them would have picked. Oh. I don't think no, Jimbo would I don't think James. Jimbo would have picked James either. I don't think so. I think she would have picked Jessica. They probably would have picked, well, Candy probably would have picked Lala. But. Yes, that one I would say. Darian tells James that she was so entertained by her number and she saved some confetti. Now, have either of you gone to an event, a show, concert, Broadway show, whatever, and taken home streamers of confetti as a memorabilia token of your appreciation for the show? Yeah, as a kid, I used to go to Broadway on Broadway every year in like Times Square, Mm -hmm. um, and they would end every year with confetti and we would always take that's so cute i used to be that girl and now i'm at the point of like i couldn't even but as an adult no like yeah no yeah now nisha is going to use her extra 15 minutes of fame to say no tea no shade she thought james's number was great but there were some that were stronger now no tea no shade but when you say that statement before you make your statement you we know what you really mean it's the truth you really are going to tell us the truth um were you surprised Nisha went this hard at this moment? No, like no. Uh, when I noticed that James hasn't been to Roscoe's, so I think like Nisha and James have like a little Nisha like, also always talks talks shit about James at Roscoe's yes. too. 
Um, but I feel the same way about James that Nisha does. So I understand it. Right. Well, James will but very she, politely. She went in. She, she, she said what she thought. And I appreciate James that. James will be very polite and go back and say she doesn't always like what's on offer either, which is why drag is so great. It's completely subjective. And again, com- to no tea, no shade. I completely agree with Nisha as they were not my top two. But uh, Rue had her mind made up. She knew what she was doing. She knew what she wanted to do. When Nisha says that it's not always about beauty, Kahana's like, yeah, it's not because my beauty landed me in the bottom four times. Um, poor girl, poor girl. We got to get her help for when she's on a verse of the world season. She had to clock her own teeth for a second. It's okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now, Mrs. Kasha Davis will ask Nasha what other pot she wants to stir, but the alarm goes off before Nasha could actually burn the entire studio down. So uh, good call by production to end that conversation that quickly. Rue. And that terrible wig is back for one last video message saying that they are all in the game for two crowns that are up for grabs. But she arrives in a very nice graphic suit and she welcomes them all for one last time together for the grand finale. She tells them that this season has been a journey and a half because, as I remember, uh, this season almost died multiple times with um, more than one quit. But alas, this is one we will never forget. Right, Alexis? You won't forget it? Never forget. Uh, that word's going to always haunt her, isn't it? I don't know what you're talking about. When she told uh, Lala, she won't forget. Oh, yeah. Oh. yeah. She'll never forget. reminds the girls that there are two ways to win the win, and two queens will be crowned. The fans have voted as one of the fame game queens will win the title of Queen of the Fame Games and a cash prize of $60,000. Jimbo and Candy have one last chance to earn their way into the Drag Race Hall of Fame and cash prize of $200,000. They will each perform an original solo number written just for them by super talented Leland. Put a pin on that for a second. They will rehearse with Miguel Zarate and also sit down with Rue Michelle for a tic-tac chit-chat. Now, I gotta ask. Leland wrote original songs for them, and we know that they very specifically meant um, for each of these, they were meant for each of these queens. When did he write them, and did he have any other options for other queens? Did he write any other songs? I mean, certainly the elimination of Jessica to this moment was only three or four days, right? There has to be a Jessica Wild song out there somewhere. Yeah, that probably is. I really do think so. Um... Leland, um, I know you're bored. Just release it. Just tell us what it is. Yes. Um, or, okay. or I'm sure it's a really great track. Um, and give it to Troye Sivan. It's probably like I'm <laughs> your wild. It's Jessica gonna be rushed too, Um. Also, more, more, more Troye Sivan trying to tell us he's a top. I don't. I'm, I'm sorry. I don't buy it. It's not true. It, it does not work with my fantasy. Why is he doing this to us? Do you think he's trolling? It's just to you. It's no, he could be a top if he wants. Let him live his top era. To what? He says he can top me. I'll let him top me. I'll let him top me. There it is. There's the discussion. Let's head to the main stage where we will have our TikTok chats with Rue and Michelle because podcasting is what? Too hard for them to do. Uh, Remember the days when they would have their podcast and it would be a tie-in to the show? Yeah, but it was also not an actual episode on their podcast like it would be which was always the funny part it was always just for a promotional period uh jimbo is first up and yes she is wearing the confessional look because she probably ran out of clothes at this point understandable no she's she's 
she's stuck with that shirt her whole time, so. Right, but I'm sure she had, there was nothing left in her suitcase. How many days she had been there? 7,000? I think she had at least, no, actually, you're right. Because she reused to be fair. That, that Mickey Mouse outfit so many times, too. So And, and to be fair, um, I, I, I did um, help pack up a queen for their season. And you fill your suitcases first with all your drag. And then you say, well, what do yeah, I have? Yeah, you're, you're not for? saving room for your um, boy looks. Yeah. Uh, the, if Honey Davenport lasted any longer, she would have been naked in the workroom because she would have had two outfits as a boy. Well, I'm sure that would have been by choice, though. Uh, no, not bitch, absolutely. Um, but there, I, I believe that there was a, a period where they offered to go to Walmart for her to get her something. It's just like, no, I'm not wearing Walmart. Um, I mean, neither would I. Okay. Rue is going to tell her that there is a natural twinkle in her eye that is subversive and really twisted. And Dr. Rue wants to know if this was how she always was, even as a kid. Jimbo says yes, as she loves taboos and laughing at it. We learn that growing up, her dad was a scientist and also an alcoholic. Her mother was a teacher and an alcoholic. It was tumultuous as they liked to party and have fun and then would shift to insanity. She shares that her dad would punch in every door in the house, causing her to have to clean up blood and smash chairs but says it was under a veil of a nice house and a successful doctor. So her mom said that it's time to step up and step out and create a safer space for them. Her dad passed three years ago and her mom is one of her biggest fans and truly a sweetie. I got to meet her at DragCon um, a couple oh. weeks ago. Uh, she helped me make sure I uh, got my Jimbo interview, um, but she is now cleaned up and going on 31 years of sobriety, which was really cool to hear. This is our first time hearing a real backstory from Jimbo in three seasons, which is kind of so true. Yeah. I feel like we know nothing about Jimbo until now. You, usually like when you see a winner's arc, you learn a lot about their backstory, their family life, their history with drag. Why do you think we never learned that about Jimbo on three seasons? Maybe Jimbo just was never open about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe it's something like I mean, her second season her second season she was definitely cut shorter than she would have thought she would have made so maybe she didn't have time It's possible Michelle says that she understands why Jimbo turned to clowning Jimbo says that all of the pain and dysfunction was put into a safe place for herself She says she is free and chose joy and light what would it mean to be inducted into the Drag Race Hall of Fame? Well, Jimbo says so much as it would give her all the chances she wants and needs to inspire people who are weird, different, or told they can't do something to do it and own their joy and feel awesome. Now, Rue says that she has done a great job since they first saw her on Canada's Drag Race, which you could tell Rue was searching for the correct name of the show because she could not remember what it was called. Um, but till today, she continues to be Jimbo. Um, do you think RuPaul's ever said the words Canada's Drag Race out loud? Ru did not watch that show. Ru no. did not watch that show. Absolutely not. Not at all. Absolutely not. Ru will offer Jimbo a Tic Tac who likes to suck and swallow them, but Ru reminds her to cut it in half and save some for later as they are very filling. Um, here's my take on this. Maybe we should stop with those jokes. They're a little old at this point, just like the Tic Tacs. RuPaul's Tic Tac diet is iconic. Yeah. And they, they did retire it for a while. I'm glad. They did. I, I love the Tic Tac diet. Now, 
we're going to be taking a little pause from our regularly scheduled broadcast to give you a random segment of Pink Furry Box. Why are all the girls sitting in the workroom with a pink furry box? Surely to create content, content because if they're paid for this episode, put them to work. Uh, I mean, what else are they going to do? Sit in the green room and do nothing? So there's a hole inside this pink furry box. They will each pick out a card. So let's see. Jessica says, where do you think the queen on your left will be in five years? She says Darian will be in a Las Vegas show cleaning the toilet. But she really says being a successful queen and uh, this is RuPaul's best friend race. Monica will pick a card that says which queen is most likely to steal your man. And she will say if there had to be one, it would be Nasha. Um, Not surprised. Not surprised. But I feel like they have a bond, so she's allowed to make fun of her in that way. True, true. Um, Who would you have selected for that answer? Kasha Davis. No, <laughs> hey, Maybe Kahana. Know. I would have said yeah, Kahana. I would have said Kahana, Kahana, probably. Yeah. Time for Kahana to give us two truths and a lie. She says, one, she has silicone in her calves. Two, she has over 10 procedures done. Three, she has made out with a woman and her mama. James will say the silicone in the calves is a lie, but Kahana's like, ah, oh, they're all lies. That's not how the game works. No. But... You don't go on reality TV and actually um, give out your true secrets. So, I mean, she's already talked about the the silicone and all the augmentations. She could have just played with that. Yeah. But if the uh, the 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 woman and the mama was the truth, I want to hear the whole backstory on that one. Where did that? Yeah, that'd be scandalous. I was like, what? I was like, no way. It could have been a drag queen as a mama. I don't know. We don't know. James is up and she says that she that if she, you could form the perfect queen whose face whose body would you combine? She says it comes to face she will pick Monica. The body is a close tie between Kahana and Aisha but she likes Kahana's a little better no tea no shade. That was the best part. She ate right that. Yeah, um, she now, it now it's your turn. I'm going to open it up a little further. I'm not going to limit it to just this cast. In the whole Drag Race U.S. universe, whose face and whose body to create the ultimate drag queen? Who wants to go first? I'll take Naomi's body. Naomi's of legs. Of course, okay. Uh-huh. Um, and the face... Uh-oh. I mean, I'll take, I'll take Raven, I guess. <laughs> Okay, choices. I'm not gonna. We're not gonna go into the, the rabbit hole. I mean, the make the makeup is stunning, and it would look great on my skin tone too. So okay, fair, fair. That's fair. You went there. I didn't do it. Uh, Zach, <laughs> twice, twice in one week. <laughs> uh, Zach, you go. Oh god. Who, who um, I would say probably the body of Cameron Michaels and maybe the face of Plastique Tiara. Okay, I like that one. That's a good one. As a boy, I'd love the body of Cameron Michaels too. <laughs> Mrs. Kasha Davis is up, and her card says, "Congratulate, congratulations! You've won a thousand dollars cash tip to keep, plus a thousand dollars tip to give to a queen. Choose carefully." Um, okay, this is a fun game now. I want to play. Uh, Kasha's going to be reminded that Jessica sent her home, so she's not going to give her a thousand dollars. So it's going to go to Monica Beverly Hills, her new sister. That was that was a smart choice. I thought it was very sweet, very kind. Um, she could have given it to her real sister, Darian Lake, but I, I don't think Darian needed that money, right? 
Yeah. I, I was like, oh, it's probably going to be Darian, and then she gave it to Monica, and I was like, oh, yeah, that makes that makes sense. That's a nice thing to do. Now, this game is like a can of Pringles. Once you pop, the fun don't stop. And by fun, I mean money, because the money is just pouring out of this box. Alexis gets $2,000 just for reading a card. James gets $1,500. Lala reads that all nine queens have just won $500 cash tip. Uh, this is what will happen when I play the lotto um, and win and gather all my twinks and give them money just because um, they will love me and never leave me again. That's the game I thought this was. I loved it. But the prize of this game goes to Nasha Lopez, who wins a five-night plus airfare for two to any Axel Hotel worldwide. Lucky bitch. That is Are there crazy. any Axel Hotels? Like, you mean? I've I never heard know. of Axel Hotel. <laughs> That's that was my concern there. Watch there only be like three in the world. Um, yeah, but right. still, <laughs> it's, it's like a free Detroit. time vacation. <laughs> that How long nice. do you think it is before they get to actually go on that vacation? Oh, she probably couldn't even start cashing it in until this episode aired. That's a long time. It's a year. Yeah, it's a, it's a while. A while. But um, Zach, where would you go on a vacation if you won this prize? Um, I bet it's probably- not Paris, Texas. Well, I need a passport first, but then probably Paris. Miss mm-hmm. Felicia, where are you going? Maybe like Amsterdam. Uh-huh, I know what you're doing there. Smoking Ooh. pot. And other things. Um, <laughs> sure. The fun is over. But this this was a wild segment. I did not expect the money part to happen. Um, but good for them. Good for them, and good for Wow and yeah, Paramount honestly, and having money to just literally hand out. Now give the girls a siphon for wardrobe, and then we're good. It might happen. I don't know. We'll see. We'll find out. All right, let's head back to the main stage where Candy is not alone in the VIP as she's now with Rue and Michelle to chat. As a reminder, she had already done this on season 13, so this was going to be a very different experience than what we just saw with Jimbo. Because uh, we kind of got her backstory on season 13, if I do recall, right? Yeah, we've heard about Candy. Yeah. Rue does have to get confirmation that it was, in fact, season 13 Candy was on. Uh, listen, it's hard for Rue. Uh, she's got so many girls. She wants to know how and what she has learned about herself this time around. And Candy says that she was terrified about being there, but being there in the final two again, she feels like a completely different person. She says that now having differences with the girls and then talking out, she says you grow as a person, but every day is a struggle. Her strategy this time around was make friendships. A really good girlfriend is not going to pick your lipstick to go home. Unless your name is Lexus Michelle and you will pick a very good girlfriend. Um... It's really interesting to see the growth that Candy has had. Obviously, on season 13, she was all about making drama when there was a disagreement. Here, it really wasn't. What she would do is she would um, put the seed in and let the seed blossom and let other people deal with the drama. Zach, what did you think of Candy's growth from OG to now? She's like gotten very media literate between season 13 and All Stars A, and I yes. can tell she's still that same candy, but she knows how to apply it in a way to where the fans won't completely hate her. Yes. So I think it's, it's a smart play. It kind of reminds me of Raja O'Hara in a way, but a little bit like she kind of looked at that framework of, okay, I'm going to come back to All Stars and not be too crazy. 
Absolutely. Cause you have to do your homework when you're going to be on a reality show. Like I, I will tell that to everyone ever who wants to apply for this show. You have to know the, the way the game is played because what you see on TV is just a sampling of what the experience is actually like. Miss Felicia, do you, did you like this growth from Candy or do you wish we got the drama from season 13? I mean, both. I've always liked Candy. Um, I know her like somewhat personally, not like super well, but we've been backstage together and she's always been kind, nice, um, and a fun time gal. Um, but yeah, no, she, she was definitely very laid back this time around. She didn't really bring too much of the drama. Some of the but drama she did was stir brought the pot. to her. She stirred the pot in a very No, she definitely way. did. She definitely did. Um, so proud of her. Now, what would it mean to be inducted into the Drag Race Hall of Fame? Candy says that she feels so ready to take on the title, not only because she wants it, but because she deserves it. She says she has worked so hard her entire life to get to this place. Drag is what she does and breathes and would mean so much. She will cry. As she says, it was tough to get there, but now she's there. She feels so happy and so completed and fulfilled. She knows that at the end of the day, she is a winner, but the only thing she needs is for Rue to put the crown on her head. Rue is going to tell her that her humor, talent, beauty, and drive are so infectious, and it is what the world needs, and then proceeds to tell her she's her biggest fan. Uh, Candy Girl, ride that ticket to the bank. Uh, put that on the bio on every social. Say Rue Paul is my number one fan. Make Rue your sugar mama. Do it. Like, Rue has never said that to anybody before. Like, nope. That's no. Nope. Um, Candy, get that dough. Like this is her opportunity to really, really milk it. And um, I support her for that. I would do the same fucking thing. Me too. How do you think every other girl who's ever been on Drag Race felt watching that? They want to kill themselves. <laughs> it must have been so hard. It must have been really hard to hear Ruth say that kind of thing. But um, are we surprised? The bitch saved her. She should have went home. No, Rue does love candy. All right, the stage is flipped, and it is time to do some choreo with Miguel Zarate, and all the girls are present. Why? Um, I don't know, based on what we're going to see a bit later, uh, but we're, we're going to get to it. Clock Jimbo wearing the House of Jimbo shirt. She is nervous as she is not the strongest dancer, but she is here in the finale, and she has a lot riding on it. First, we will start with Candy, who has Miguel expecting a lot from her. She reminds us that the choreo from Miguel from season 13 was difficult, so much so that she happened to be in the bottom that episode. Um, and again, should have went home that episode, but she didn't. That's okay, right? Fuck that team. Oh, well. <laughs> her number has a lot of attitude as the song is a, quote, command song. Candy seems to get the choreo easily until the arms and legs have to do different things. Uh, that's where I struggle uh, if I ever have to dance. I can't make my arms and legs do two different things. Miss Felicia, you dance. How do you do it? You do it. I don't know. When we were growing up, we would do this thing. Uh-huh. And then, like, step side to side. I'm doing, for the viewers at, or for the listeners at home, I'm doing some opposition thing. Um, and, yeah, and then you start moving with it. And then it comes Zach, naturally. Zach, are you dancer? Yeah, I did um, show choir for some years. It's kind of mm-hmm. like, just, like, rehearsing lines. It's like you have to know what to do next in order to do the complete dance. So it's that's like fair, a puzzle. Candy seems to get it. Um, but Miguel just wants to have her be sassy with her because he wants to bring out that star quality. Jimbo sees her doing well and she's taking her clown shoes. 
But Candy thinks she's Beyonce on the stage and is going for blood. Lala will be praying for, to Jesus for Jimbo. Speaking of, Jimbo's next, and Miguel is excited as Jimbo is a storyteller. He wants the dancing to be purposefully humorous, and it's her chance to show the world how good of a dancer she actually is. That, that's ambition. All right. The song we're going to learn in this moment is called I Remember Being Born, and uh, it's a very Jimbo saying it's telling the story of the power drag has to unleash a new you. Um, we're going to have a well, yummy tummy dance move, which feels very fitting for um, Jimbo. I wish we had learned what all the names of the dance moves were from Miguel, because I'm sure they all had stupid names like the yummy tummy. Yeah, probably. Jimbo's going to stumble a bit, and the girls were going to give her encouragement. Candy on the side knew Miguel was going to give them choreo and it was going to be hard, um, but she knows in her head that she did better than Jimbo in the rehearsal and is hoping it will be enough. Jimbo's going to do some moves inspired by Miguel. And when he's like, it's called dancing. And Jimbo does some moves that are not what he gave. He's like, or just make it your own. Was he being sarcastic or was he actually saying like the goal is like, make it your own. What do you think? Zach? No, I think he was being truthful. Oh, sorry. Um, probably a little bit of both, but definitely sarcastic from what I've I think so too. I think so too. Uh, Miss Felicia, you think it was uh, genuine? I think the goal is to always, Especially if you're, like, not a dancer, is to, like, take the choreography and make it your own and put yourself into it. That's fair. And that's what Jimbo always needs to do. Jimbo is funny and uh, is all hell and a true actor extraordinaire, but she can't dance. The good thing is, he says, she's trying hard and has a lot of heart. If that's how the world worked, I would be a Glam Award winner. But I'm not. So I'm a loser. Ten times. Thanks, Monet, for beating me twice. All right, Kahana <laughs> is impressed that Miss Jimbo is picking up the choreography and remembering. Um, I will say that our brains can't recall much when we reach a certain age. Um, and uh, Jimbo is older than I am, so maybe it's hard to remember choreography. It's, it's, it's not easy, right? It's hard. it's hard. Candy thought it was going to be easy to slay Jimbo, but now she can dance. The battle's on. We are going to have our coronation day. We're not skipping straight to the main stage. And the girls are excited because two crownings are coming. Candy is feeling all the emotions. Excited, nervous, sad, like she wants to vomit, like she wants to dance, like she wants to cry. Remember when she couldn't handle Alexis Michelle's emotions a couple weeks ago? Yeah. And then she got up and walked away. Literally. And now this bitch is crying. Come on, candy girl. Good times, good times. Candy's ready for a celebration, not a battle. See, look at the growth from Candy. She is growing. Jimbo's feeling confident in her dancing and her performance freedom. This is her third shot at the competition, and she's so close to her dream for it to come true, and she's ready to destroy the finale. Darian is excited to see them both, and they are all reminded that someone else will be crowned aside from Jimbo and Candy. But Jimbo is ready to get her face on. As she goes to the wall of Sunday Riley, because... Product placement. Also, please sponsor me, Sunday Riley. I use your products daily. All I have. I use Sunday Riley too. I know that's right. I've used I've used Sunday Riley. In it's the past good too. shit. Very good. It is yeah. so good. Um, at my old age, I can feel how smooth everything is. I love it. I love it. Um, please, Sunday Riley. Just it, it's expensive. I need free shit. Please, all of us need it, right? Same here, Miss at Miss Felicia, or you can email me at. Miss Felicia at gmail.com. That is my booking email. You can 
reach out to me there. Let's chat. Zach, did you know that Sunday Rally was actually the name of a human? No, like I've been using those products forever. And when she popped up on the screen, I was like, this is a real person. Like I was gagged. Go for her. Go for her. All right. Lala reminds Candy that she once again got a tic-tac chit-chat with mother and auntie. Candy will then spray her face with water as she tells Candy her about her chat. Um, and she fake cries. So dumb, but very, very funny. I thought that was very well done. But Candy's going to take the opportunity to tell the room that Rue is her biggest fan. And you could tell some of the girls were like, good for you. Do you want a cookie? you want another TikTok? Jimbo says she's still waiting for her TikTok and never was told that Rue is her biggest fan. Um, it's also probably because there are a lot of Jimbo stands out there who might actually love Jimbo a lot more than Rue. And that's saying a lot. Because we know that... That's- Definitely true. Rue loves Jimbo. Um, will either of you go be going to see Jimbo on her solo tour? The silence no. is deafening. <laughs> She's fab though. She's great. I just she looks good at DragCon, but she looked, yeah. I, I just don't know how she's going to do a solo tour because everything she does is so specific with an outfit. So maybe like there's going to be like costume changes within like media presentations to go through number to number. But um, hey, she, she's a very smart curator of art. I'm sure whatever she uh-huh. brings is going to be insane. I've gotten to see her perform totally. live a couple of times. Um, and yes, it is true. The room smells disgusting when she throws bologna around. Yeah. <laughs> Jimbo does wonder if Candy is getting in her head and she'll let Candy be a tasty treat for Mama Room. She's fine. Jimbo is still sewing and she has a secret look for the lip sync that will have some tricks up her sleeves. Um, remind me to discuss that when we get to the lip sync because I'm very um, curious what the trick was. I Well, yeah, we can talk about it later, but... Yeah. yeah. Uh, Jessica knows that it's going to be a fierce battle as they both want to win and will do whatever it takes to win the crown. But we're going to head over to some of the other queens and have them chat. Kasha's going to ask James from going home first on her season. She wants to hear what it felt like to win because Mrs. Kasha Davis is still winless. So sad. So unfortunate. James says it was a validating thing that she didn't know she needed. She came there with a goal in mind to at least win something and she is grateful to have that moment. She's still processing it. Then while Alexis is wearing a house coat, according to Mrs. Kasha Davis. And listen, if you're if the housewife calls you out for your garb, something is wrong with you. Uh, but allegedly <laughs> this was uh, Alexis's grandmother's dress that she fits in. So there's that. <laughs> it was not cute. It was not, not, not cute. Uh, Miss Felicia, what do you wear when you uh, get ready for drag? Nothing. I, I got... It's Are a you mess. Really like I'm getting stuff. Yeah, I'm getting stuff. Sometimes like a robe, like I have a bathrobe. But usually okay. it's easier just to not wear anything. Okay. okay. If okay. I'm around other people, I'll put on clothes. But I usually will don't. you? Will you? Yes, yes. You got to pay extra for that. That's fair. That's fair. Kahana will put on her pheromone spray to captivate the judges. Sadly, she's going to get it in her mouth. Um. Zach, do you have a specific scent you wear to um, arouse the people around you? Um, well, deodorant for one. There it is. Deodorant is important, friends. Deodorant after 
right nice um yeah deodorant is so important anyone who doesn't wear it just, just wash your tights and wear deodorant and drag that's the team jessica can't believe it's the finale and says they look back one day as they are not the same queens as they were day one her goal was to win. It didn't happen, but she says that if she wins Queen of the Fan Games, she will leave with a full soul and a full bank account. Well, here's what I will say. Let's hope there is an Espana versus the world soon so she can fill her soul. I, I think, I think, Jessica, because lately for the versus the world seasons, the, um, the pattern seems to be the U.S. queens who come are all-star they've been on all-stars mm-hmm. espana versus the world i think jessica would win that i think oh, she'd be perfect I've, for I've that fu- and she would win i that have easily. fully cast my dream espana versus the world already i am ready um that being said i'm gonna have to adjust some people now that we have drivers mexico because um some queens need to get put on that one yeah, too yeah, yeah um but oh yeah I, I i have a dream cast for that one and jessica wilde is in fact on it um I can't. I you know it's going to happen soon. This funny is so big. It's so good. Yeah. No. Yeah. Totally. <laughs> I think it is. Candy's going to call out the girls for their pink furry box fun time. And second place this season was the worst place you could get on Drag Race All Stars Eight. No crown. True. No random extra money. It True. sucks to be the runner up. Yeah, she should have at least been in the room. Well, I guess they didn't know they didn't she know. was going to win. Not win. Know. But she should have been in the room for the furry pink box thing. But you know what she did get? You know what she did or get? Or been Zach? given like 50000 She got a World of Wonder show that five people will watch. Do y'all also, do you think that they gave what? her money like since she didn't get anything? I like, don't she know. Won, she, won, she won like what, two lip syncs, didn't she? Yeah. Well, or she I lost one, one of them. Yeah. Okay, so she, so she got a little bit of money. Um, also, the slander to Alexis Michelle's name in giving Candy a show about being the producer. What is up with that? Alexis yeah. Michelle is the producer of Drag Race. Yeah. They just don't like Alexis, do they? They really fucked her over this season. I don't know. I want her back. I think I her on versus the I world would be great. She did do amazing. She always does know. amazing. I just don't know She's if Alexis fabulous. wants to put herself through this again. I don't know. She makes great TV every time she does it. That's true. She does. Well, guess what? She's also no longer scared of pink furry boxes. So growth, friends. She made some growth. There you go. She will know that this is the last time they will all be together in this room in this way. And Mrs. Kasha Davis says it was an honor to do this with them. And it was her personal goal to do it sober. Seven years. We love that. Um, I, re- I should message her and be like, can you just re-record your song Cocktail and just make it Mocktail so I can have a new version of your song because I love your song so much. Has she answered you? No, not yet. Um, okay. <laughs> I did when I did uh, start my interview with her at DragCon. I was like, there's always time for a Mocktail. And then she said Cocktail. I was like, no, I'm trying to be respectful to your journey. But okay, whatever. It's fine. I love her. Monica <laughs> will miss them all. And she is happy to have competed with all of them. But here's what I want to know. When are we going to learn the tea about why she wasn't at DragCon? There's tea behind that? She was the only one who didn't go from the cast. Was she not in Vegas? Or like... 
I don't know. I don't know why she didn't go. I mean, she's Chicago based. Everyone else was there. I mean, there were a couple of queens from the cast who didn't have full booths, so she could have just done like the little walk around and then like went in that um, the Wow Presents Plus uh, booth for ten minutes and took pictures and shit. Uh, I think Lala did it. Darian James. So there's a couple of queens she could. I don't. I want to know why she wasn't there. Someone tell us. But Candy will tell the girls that if they're ever in New York City and need a place to sleep, don't call her. Everyone's getting blocked. Um, Miss Felicia, are you going to offer out uh, your humble abode in Brooklyn? No, ma'am. No, Not ma'am. even for uh, Nasha? No, why would I for Nasha? <laughs> oh, because you're okay, James. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> no, <laughs> no, none of them. It's all love and kindness in the room, despite $60,000 being up for grabs. Kasha says if she wins, she will donate some to the IRS. How kind of her. It's almost like she has to do that. That is very sweet. Remember the she period- should find out if that's tax reductible. Uh, remember the period of time when drag queen winners didn't pay their taxes? No. Wasn't Sharon one of them who didn't pay her taxes? I think. Oh, um, like, I thought you meant they didn't have to pay their taxes. No, they, they just didn't pay their yeah i i feel like i remember hearing that sharon did that i also remember hearing that raja like went into every nicks like every day and would like empty out nicks cosmetics and that's well, why it, it went one, from lifetime supply right right, to right, right. Supply. listen i would do the same fucking thing but most of the time like i would if i were going to win a prize i would probably end up winning like a lifetime supply of like whoppers or something which would then make me be like if it's free i'm gonna go have a whopper every day i will regret it in a month but i'm gonna go have a whopper every day if you're getting free makeup why not take advantage of it apparently now the way they do it is here's your year supply they literally just give you like a pr box pr kit yeah um all right the hand holding's over let's get to the main event it's time for the big show. And Rue's looking very sexy in that color mirror moment. And we just I love that look. It was very cute. Uh, she says it's family only minus T.S. Madison. What is with the T.S. Madison erasure if she is officially a judge now? They had to save her for the pit stop. That, there it is. Uh, so, yeah, we have Michelle Visage, Carson Kressley, Roth, Ross Matthews. Now, I want to know, how do Ross and Carson decide who gets to sit in their normal seat? Do you think it's like rock, paper, scissors? Maybe it's based on height. I don't know. I don't know. Um, but yeah, it's like what? Maybe they lip guess- sync for it. That's the content we deserve. <laughs> Just once. What song do you want to see Ross and Carson lip sync to? And don't say ASMR lover. I think they would turn Barbie girl. Both of them could add their own mm-hmm. thing to it. Um, they should do Sugar Daddy by RuPaul. There it is. Um, now before we get to the thick of it all, it is time for some show filler, aka random performance by Ru. It is ASMR lover. Um, also clock the microphones that they are uh, talking into. They are the same microphone that I use. Is that a Yeti? Blue Yeti, Black Edition. I I got this. I have the blue one. I have the blue blue Yeti. Oh, I used to have the silver one, then it died, and so now I'm on the black one. Um, if this one dies, I don't know what I'll do. Rue is really good at stationary oh, dancing. I thought this was her best performance she's done on the show yet. Like, cause she, cause it's been like a theme lately that she'll do like a performance once a season. And I, well, at I the end, because they've got to fill the show. 
Yeah, I um, thought this was a great one. And those dancers are so hot. Especially okay. the, the white one with the brunette hair, who was like the lead for most of oh, the numbers. Oh, I'm taking the blonde. You know I'm taking uh, the blonde. Oh, no, uh, his Zach, makeup was have, not giving. Do you have a favorite dancer? <laughs> um, No, I was just looking at Rue the whole time. That's fair. Uh, I've been to the finale, so I've been able to see like Rue perform live. And she which fin- around, which like, finale did you go to? The season 15 finale. So like, I went she'll to the season. Oh, damn. Yeah. She'll run it and then she'll be like, okay, I don't like the angle, so we're going to do it all over again. So I wonder how many times she did do this. How many like, hours was you know? the filming? Like six hours. Not six bad. Or seven not hours. bad. I, w- I went to the season nine one and it was real long, also, but Rue didn't perform at all. That's everything. Yeah. I, if I was in Paris in uh, August, I was invited to go to the Drag Race France 2 finale, but uh, I'm not going to be in Paris. So thanks, Nikki. They, did, they did offer to. Pay for your flight. <laughs> you think Nikki Doll is going to pay for my flight? Actually, you know what? No, she was. She's not going to do that. I love her. But she's not going to do that for me yet. I told her season three hit me up for that when I can save money for that one. Um, yeah, there you go. But yeah, no, she's she literally was like, yeah, if you're going to be in Paris, you, I'll get you. And I was like, girl, what, you, what, what, what about me? Thinks I'm going to be in Paris? No, Michael, no, we I'm need you as a guest judge from Drag Race France. Listen, that that would be a dream to just guest judge on anyone. But I think for me, like um, now knowing that I'm about five percent Swedish, uh, maybe that's the French <laughs> Oh God, I'm such a terrible person. Um, also, I'm gonna say something very rude. Um, whoever decided to put the dancers in baggy shorts should be fired. Where were the booty shorts? Unfair. Unfair. Let's begin with our two performances. Are you ready to talk about um, what we got from Candy and Jimbo? Yes. I remember being born, performed by Jimbo. So here's the one thing that I don't love about this challenge. I think part of what makes finales great is that the music is done by the queens. For me, watching a queen do someone else's vocal takes me out of the fantasy in this era of Drag Race. But this is where we are, so I'm going to critique it how I saw it. Would you have preferred that this was a Jimbo recorded track? No. Not everyone's a singer. And drag queens lip sync for the most part. I mean, some of us sing live. But, but that's not the trend of drag to ask them to do that. When have they ever like sung their finales? Because usually they're remixes or, or they're, um, they're always putting their own verses in it. Okay, but I'm thinking like season 14 where they each had songs, season 15 where they each had songs. I'm talking about All Stars. Season six where they had songs. Okay, but this is a different format. This, this is a different format. A right. And that's what that's part of one, uh, wondering like, is this actually part of the competition or is this just filler? Like, did this have any bearing on results? If they would like do their own lyrics, I feel like it would have to be a remix because like, mm-hmm. no shade. If it was just like a complete song. I don't think Jimbo's yeah. would have turned out finale level, but Leland does no. a, a decent job with like these songs. Candy, Absolutely. however, I think she could hold her own song. I think. Okay, so um, first off, this performance proved that in the makeover challenge, there was no way in hell that Amanda Fay was ever going to wear this look because Jimbo was literally saving it for this moment. That moment for her trying it on was all for show. But she she's worn this look. We've seen her not in this the white before, version. We not? Is- oh, whoa. <laughs> Wait, okay. do you think this is actually the outfit she planned for like her finale performance? Absolutely. Because here's here's what I'm gonna say. She wrapped up her journey for now with the inverse 
of what she began her journey in. This was all 100% planned. Is this what she walked into Canada's this is her, room in? Yes, it is. This oh, is what okay. she wore. I, I thought it was like a UK. I thought she wore it on the UK. Nope. This was this um, was on the mountain with the snow and her screaming. This was. Yeah, I I, 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 still, I still don't like the look. That's okay. I, I mean, the look is fine. But she wore it for a reason, I think. Um, the song was very Jimbo. It was silly and dumb and campy. She sold it. This is the kind of music that suits her. When you try to make her do a pop song, it's it's not going to work. Um, as we've seen in the lip syncs, it's not her narrative. Uh, I think the dancers were really cute. Wearing those scrub bottoms really helped the narrative of being born. Uh, her dancing was fine. It was it, she. She was serviceable. She did the moves. Yeah, she was moving, definitely. But I'm going to say it. Leland's a great composer. Leland can sing. Leland, Leland can make a song work, and it was a great culmination of who Jimbo is. So I thought I didn't like the song. I, I I was bored the whole time. What would you want from a Jimbo song? Um, not like a dance number from her. I don't know. I don't right. know. Right. Not right. not this though. Not this. It just didn't feel very comedic to like Jimbo. Yeah, it was. It wasn't funny. Right. The, well, and that's the thing. The lyrics were funny. I don't think the choreography matched the humor of the lyrics. So if you're gonna, if someone's at fault here, it's probably Miguel Zarate for not choreographing to the song. Maybe I didn't particularly yeah. like the song either, though. Because what he's gonna do for Candy is serve the song. So let's talk go. about "Pay Me with Money" by Candy Muse. Um, I love a song demanding money. We definitely need more of those because there's not a thousand of them already. I mean, Miss Felicia, I'm sure you have five different variations of um, uh, a money mashup. Yeah, 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 definitely. Um, so this song is performed by a female. It's worth it's worth repeating. Pay us. <laughs> uh, I think Candy looked great in orange. I think leotards for a music moment are great. Not only if she needed that advice for the runways, but alas, here we are. The song was about her attitude in a way I don't think it was as personal compared to what Jimbo's track was. This felt almost like it was a holdover song Leland had in a file somewhere that he was like, great, we can use it here. I wanted this song to be like Candy having star quality and really dive into the moments that made Candy Candy. Um, like you could, he could have written a song called Star Quality and it would have been the same attitude and everything. Um, I liked the song. I thought it was good. I thought it spoke to her enough. It was fierce, was her... right? Wasn't that the theme, fierce? Yeah, I guess. This yeah. was her VMA Wait. moment. She sold it. She held her own with the dancers. It was very, very well done. Um, I know safety first, but I wish the dancers didn't have knee pads on. It took me out of the fantasy. Now, I did hear that Candy had to do her number a lot. Like, they wanted her to do different takes for her number. Like, they wanted her to be like, okay, do a take where you just look like you're having fun. And supposedly, Candy hurt herself, like, in the mist. Ooh. Um, I mean, well... So here's here's what I'll say. I thought she slayed the choreography, but the face, she looked, like, scared the whole time, to be honest. Like, she, her mouth was moving, but it was kind of, it was kind of the Georgis where... But not even the Georges where you're like dead in the face, but like she was like scared. Georges like, is she, not she dead did... in the face. She's high in the face. 
Fair enough, fair enough. I, I can um, relate. <laughs> um, okay, let, I want to take it back for a, a hot second. Um, Zach, I don't know what you're allowed to share, what you want to share. Um, you had mentioned you were at the season 15 finale and you talked about injury just now for Candy. Uh, can you tell us anything about the injury that happened on the finale of season 15? What I can say is that that shit ruined everything. They had to completely reblock and redo like the rest of the numbers because yeah, Anitra, who you know allegedly injured the dancer, she was the first one. Right. She like, injured the dancer. I thought a dancer was just injured during her number. That's a little crazy. Child, they um swung her around like a damn um a motherfucking <laughs> ring around the rosy, and then that ankle went click. Like, oh no oh. that's the end of him <laughs> yeah I, re- I mean when we talked about the finale um on the podcast like i was like you can tell that there were certain um other performances that needed that sixth dancer there that they just didn't have especially in like sasha's when they had the whole hair moment and they're missing one person it's crazy that they don't have like a swing Girl, that's extra money that Wild Presents is not going to hand out. I could have done it. I could have. The done choreographer. It. Why couldn't the choreographer step in? Like, because the choreographer was probably one of the dancers. No, don't we see the? It's probably yeah, possibly. But who knows? They, they should have. They should have had a dance captain or something who that's a swing. Um, so here's what we're going to discuss for a second. We're going to do a little cutaway over to the judges, and then we're back to having both Candy and Jimbo on stage. And we're going to end this segment where the music changes to this gospel aura of I'm a winner as all the queens come out in that two-way sequin iridescent robe where they're going to do a box step. They forced those girls to sit on the sidelines to watch a choreography session for that. This was shady as hell. It was also weird that everyone was in white except for Candy, who was in orange. Right. Um, like it ultimately came down to Jimbo wearing white, but like it was strange. At the end of the day, they were paid to be there, so you can't complain. But the uh, they had to sit there to watch Jimbo and Candy go through choreography to box step. Wild, wild. Monica looked good. Monica looked great. I mean, a lot of them looked great. They all had clearly their face on for the runway and then uh, whatever wig they wanted to pull out. Um, Mon- they all looked fine. It was great. Um, are we ready to talk about the runways? Let's do it. Category is Finale Fabulosity. In honor of the runway, we are going to play Fabulosity or Fabulosity. This is all for puns. It's jokes, friends. We're not saying they're shitty. It's just for not tooting booting. All right, starting off with Monica Beverly Hills. Look by Abigail Beverly Hills. Jewels by Kelly Black. I love the purple. It's a really beautiful color. The boa is expensive. The feather trim is right. The only thing I wish was different was the hair. It was a hue too blue, and I wanted a bit more drama for it. Bigger. Would have been better to match the proportions. Zach, what did you think? Um, I'm actually going to give this a fabulous shit team. Only because the corset. Everything else. Where was, was the shape? Color. Where that was the shape? Me insane. Like I don't know why. It just it throws off everything for me. So that's fair. But that's besides fair. that, I liked what she was bringing. Agreed. Um, the bow is nice. The dress would be nice if it fit. But where was the shape? I I fabulosity, whatever it's called. Fabulosity. Fabulosity. Yeah, there you go. 
<laughs> audience, I'm going to give it a fabulosity. Uh, the audience agrees with me. 73% fabulosity, 27% fabulosity. Next up, Nisha Lopez, look by Joshua Pointe, hair by Wigs and Grace. Uh, best look of all this season for her. I love the gown and the peekaboo moments. It's beautiful pink color. Then the coat was, um, yes, I would like one. I don't know what color, but I want one. Um, I don't know if I love the fabric paired with the gown as they both were incredibly beautiful on their own. But what the jacket does to me, that is a power move it was regal love the pink hair it was perfect for the look it's not overtly pageant but it's elegant enough miss felicia tell me about it i agree with everything you said both are beautiful garments but i don't necessarily think they go together um i'd wear the gown in a heartbeat and that jacket i'd wear every day in those colors um but together i, I don't know it's kind of That's a fair. lot with with this jacket i would want like maybe a simpler a simpler fabric for the gown and with that gown i think maybe just like a stole or something that's fair zach what did you think yeah oh but i'll but um, i'll um fabulosity it is what i'll give it i'll give it a fabulosity too only because i feel like this is nature's strongest look of the season yeah i just didn't yeah. i wasn't crazy about the colors or the fabric but as far as the idea she was going for i was like okay nature you you did your one here you did your big one I agree. Fabulosity for me in the audience. 88% fabulosity, 12% fabulosity. Mrs. Kasha Davis, look by Maya Douglas, hair by Costa Glam Wigs. I love this for her. It's who Mrs. Kasha Davis is. She used a lot of black and white this season, and I wonder if it was just because that's all the fabric she had and wanted to use and not waste money. Um, it was kind of kind of giving you like a fashion house story where you had the same feeling in it. That being said, the dress is simple. The coat was magical. The hair is housewife couture going out on the town it was a very lovely look zach oof um i like the look it just needs a little bit more as far as the gown because we have seen a lot of black and white so i'm having to give this a fabulous shitty set miss felicia i love it it's classically kasha and not just this season but i feel like always she gives like a black and white like even on season seven like her, some of her best looks were like black and white moments. Um, well, if you remember her, her bearded look, I think. Yes, yes, yes. And then, and then her, her Glamazonian Airways look, I think, was also like a black and white wo woman look. So I love that she's harkening back to that. I think it's great. Um, it's not like if she was in the top two, it wouldn't be enough. But like considering she went home fourth or whatever, um, I love it third i love it yeah a fabulosity i'll agree fabulosity for me in the audience 73 percent fabulosity 27 percent fabulous shitty darian lake look by lupe salas custom designs oof i do not care for this for a finale i katsu is the final reveal as a oh it's such a letdown we've seen moments from her that were so much better i think had she not taken the coat off i would have been at least content don't love the asymmetrical hair, but the color was at least pretty. Miss Felicia. Um, yeah, I liked it a little less and less every time she took something off. I think what would have improved this bodysuit would have been um, that like black applique going around her like waistline because it's looking sure. a little empty in the midsection instead of like a belt because that's a little overdone and like not super elevated but i would love that um and then i would like it but yeah i liked it at first and then the second look was like Ooh, and then the third look was like Ugh. um 
if she was lip syncing, it would have been great. Sure. Reveal moment, but it's just the runway. I love the hair, though. You know, I love that hair. Zach. Um, I agree. I do love the hair. Uh, the Shigo type black and green. I do like. That. <laughs> I love Shigo. <laughs> it's just some of this feels like an afterthought to me. So I had to give it a fabulous shitty, even though it was like okay, she's taking off the pieces, but it felt like just an afterthought, especially like the the skirt. So yeah, fabulous. Yeah. Yeah, I give it a fabulous shitty as well. Same, and the audience agrees. 25% fabulosity, 75% fabulous shitty. James Mansfield, look by Johnny Calderon, lent to her by Alexis Mateo, hair by James. Wow. Uh, so many showgirl moments that we had we not seen any from Kahana this season, I would have been living for this even more. That being said, what she does serve is incredible. There is not a stone out of place. There is not a feather that is out of place. It's laid. This is a Maryland and Vegas moment. She knows her lane. And when it comes to vintage, this was a celebration of all of that. Zach, what did you think? Fabulosity. Um, that Alexis T. Okay, clock it. <laughs> but I, get, I, I see it. Like, I see on, it. It looks good on James. So, fabulosity. Miss Felicia? You know how I feel about James, but I do have to say she ate. This is the best she's ever looked. Um, great. Yeah, she, it's phenomenal. Fabulosity. I'll give it a fabulosity, and the audience agrees. 96% fabulosity, 4% fabulosity. Kahana Montrese, look by Joshua Napointe, hair by G.L. Walton. This was an interesting one for me because sunflowers are very stunning and a very important flower in my world. She's giving goddess with the cape and the headpiece, but there's still something about the sunflowers that felt cheap in arts and crafts. They, they like did they look looked cheap, like yeah. they were literally glued on. I think she needed to glitter them or alter them in a way that it wasn't so brightly yellow to blend in with the overall aesthetic of the gown, which fit her like a glove. It was impeccable, that gown. Oh my God, it was beautiful. Miss Felicia? Um, yeah, I think I love I love the look. I think it's amazing. Like my jaw dropped when she opened up the cape. But like you said, I do think the sunflowers looked a little cheap. If she had found a, a more realistic option, maybe it would have been better. And then when the cape was closed, um, if the collar moment had more of the sunflowers. Um, but yeah, I feel like the sunflowers aren't as cohesive with the rest of the look, which I kind of get. It's like the flowers sporadically growing. Yeah. Um, but I lo- it's st- amazing, stunning, like jaw-dropping. Zach? Uh, I'm in love with this look. I think that Kahana tore up the runway. Yeah. I do wish the crown every, was a little every bit look, bigger. Every look she tore It just feels like she has a lot going on with the gown, but the crown just feels like a little tiny on her. But other than, other than that, it's Fabulosity because she looks gorgeous. Gorgeous. Yeah, I'll definitely give it a Fabulosity. And the audience too, 85% Fabulosity, 15% Fabulosity. La La Ree, look by Anthony Ray, hair by GL Walton. This was going to be the moment, but someone's going to be here in red department shortly. That being said, the gown is exquisite. The roses are beautiful. The way that this rich red just marinates on her, so beautiful. Guess what I'm going to say that's not working? It's the hair. hair. It is way too small. Oh my God, with the grandeur of this gown, having a finger wave pussycat wig does not cut it. She needed to match the drama. Like literally the hair killed the potential of this moment for her. Oh my God, I wanted a different hair. Zach, what were your thoughts? Oh, okay. Um, I'm on like the fence with this. I was like, I like it. 
I, I don't like the hair, but you can never go wrong with like a rose petal moment, I feel like. Not at all. So it's very aesthetically pleasing at the same time. I'm gonna give her a fabulosity. Miss Flacia. It's it's beautiful. Like we all said, it needed bigger hair. But the look is great. Um fabulosity, I'd say. I agree. The audience 80 percent fabulosity, twenty percent fabulosity. Alexis Michelle, look by Girl Sparrow, hair by Marco Swiggs, jewels by Dragon Jewels. Easily one of the most beautiful looks the show has seen. Winner of the Reds. The way that the tool just floats, and as your eye goes up to this beautiful red fabric that shines, we see that stunning busted neck piece. The hair, that is what you want to wear when you wear a gown. My only wish is that she had a necklace. We all know that my rules on this podcast are no exposed corsets and have a necklace when there's a lot of real estate. A beautiful red drop necklace would have completed it. Otherwise, this was perfection. Miss Felicia. Um, I disagree about the necklace. Normally, I would, I think just last time I was on the podcast, I suggested somebody put on a necklace, but I, she's giving such stunning clavicle chest. I don't think it's needed. I love this look. She's giving like Jinx Monsoon, the glow up we wish we got from her. Um, <laughs> oh, wow. I, I, she looks amazing. Um, but she always does. Um, fun story about Marcos Wiggs. Before I did drag, like a year before I did drag, I wanted to do RuPaul for Halloween. I just started watching the show. Um, so I went into like the wig shops trying to find a RuPaul wig. And of course, you're not going to find a double stacked Glamazon wig in a wig shop. Um, so I was like, why can't I find it? So then, but Marco Wigs had a pop up on Union, by Union Square. I walked in. He also cuts like real hair too. I walk in and I'm like, um, I want to do RuPaul for Halloween. I want a wig for like a hundred dollars, and he made he made me a wig for a hundred. It was it's it's not it's not a good wig. He did oh, his okay. best. He he did his best. <laughs> it was worth a hundred dollars. But yeah, my first ever wig was a Marcos wig, and I'll always yeah. remember it. And I, I looked fab. It, yeah. Um. Oh, fabulosity for the for the look. <laughs> Zach. Uh, Lexus did amazing here. I think that everything came together beautifully. I saw somebody say it was a dressed up corset, and I'm like, don't insult her like that. Alexis has put us through a lot this season, but this runaway, she devoured this. It's a fabulosity. Plus, this is a lot I of agree. red, and she just made it all look so good. Like, yeah, that's, that's hard to work with the same color. Audience, 100% fabulosity. They loved it. Oh. Jessica Wild, look by Angel Ayala. This was so beautiful i love the fuchsia and the purple and how well they played yeah. together the appliques are exquisite the hair is immaculate now i know what you're gonna say michael you just said you need a necklace but because of the way those giant earrings fell they took its place you couldn't have worn a necklace here but truly a perfect conclusion to her run so far um zach what did you think uh, i'm gonna give it a fab velocity jessica never really misses on the runway like ever um it's an okay finale gown for you know, the end of the season. But, you know, Jessica never looks bad. Fabulosity. Miss Felicia. Yeah, I mean, she's ready for the Barbie premiere. Uh, red carpet. I love it. Um, she, Like you said, she always looks stunning. Something about her hair sometimes is a little crunchy for me. I'm, I, I'm not loving this hair. Um, and I've had that same feeling in the past with her. But no, she looks amazing. I love the dress. The colors are beautiful. I love the lining, that fuchsia color. 
Um, stun. Stunning. I'll give it a fabulosity and the audience fabulosity. as well. 91% fabulosity, 9% fabulosity. Let's go to our finalists. Jimbo, look by Anthony Ladd Canny. Custom print by Teats World. Hair by Polished Wigs. Jewels by Ant Accessories. Friends of the podcast. So wearing a gown for crowning is the right move, but Jimbo had to do it her way. I love that she went with the bold graphic. It's very much in line with her aesthetic. I think the color palette is not something I would associate with Jimbo, but I appreciate the darker tones in this warmer family. The hair is wild. It is a structured masterpiece. This isn't necessarily what I wanted or thought Jimbo would serve here, but I'm here for what it was. Miss Felicia. Yeah, um, what you said. I, the hair is so cool. She could do Pikachu with that hair. Um, the the gown is amazing. Uh, I think I Pangina would kill her if she tried to do Pikachu. Fair. She might even eliminate her from a <laughs> drag competition. Um <laughs> I, I like that she went bare-chested for this. It shows versatility. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I think it was very clever. A lot of the queens like went with this like metallic-y brocade kind of theme for their looks, and Jimbo's look stands out, I think. Zach? Fabulosity. Yes, fabulosity, of course. The way the the hair just blends into the outfit is so like pleasing to me and i of course it's not like jimbo's best look of the season i feel like she's turned true different stuff that has been stronger than this finale look but still it's very easy to get lost in this look i find it very like cohesive and like you said the hair is giving pikachu and i love that but don't let paint find out she will cut her <laughs> out Michelle says that her journey has been an amazing one. She says, Scream Queen Muffy was hilarious. Shirley Temple was out there in her performance. She says, freestyle dancing is not her thing, but this is what she's good at is storytelling with it. She says the choreography was executed perfectly as it was so high energy and so spot on. Ross says it was so twisted and so her. He says that she is such an original and there is nobody like Jimbo. Carson says they love seeing the way that she tackles every challenge differently, but also brings the Jimbo flair and fun and artistry. He says the Net Gala look is one of his favorites in the history of the program and says this look is very interesting and very cool and artistic and that's how he sees her in the world of drag. Rue says that she is a type of queen that she grew up with saying it wasn't really about looking real or anything like that. It was a middle finger to society, the sort of punk rock new wave irreverence. She says this has been a joy to watch her through the competition. Jimbo says that she loves the art of drag and how it speaks when words cannot convey how we feel, how we want to be seen. She says this means so much to her to be there in the mothership, in the birthplace of Drag Race, to explore her art and share it in such an incredible way. She says it's the biggest gift she's ever been given, and she thanks Rue, who says that she is a perfect example that punk's not dead and she can do whatever she wants. And in Canada, she says that healthcare, she has healthcare coverage, so she'll always have that. Time to move to Canada. Um, I'm going to give this look a fabulosity. Audience loved it. 98% fabulosity, 2% fabulosity. Candy Muse, look by Jeffrey Kelly, hair by GL Wildton. Candy Muse stands, do not DM me. <laughs> you cannot sell me on this, not at all. 
first off, when she eventually goes on a verse the world season, I need her to find a team that will dress her like she's a mannequin and she has no say in what she wears. I think there is so much wrong here. The waist is too high for her body and whatever the band selection was, it felt cheap. And how the feathers draped and fell, they were flat and looked like it was just a paneling pinned to her body. And because of where the skirt part ended, it looked incomplete and didn't fit her. It showed us that panty, which is the ultimate killer of the fantasy. I will say the nude pump was pretty. I was was a bit surprised she's still yellow. <laughs> The hair was actually my favorite part because the look had nods to the vintage and the hair matched it perfectly. The mug shows just how powerful a red lip can be. It goes back to the world of using a power lip again. Let's do it, friends. It's just the gown, the gown, the gown, the gown. The gown was terrible. It was so bad. Um, All right. I don't know how you two are going to react. Zach, let's hear it. What do you think? Um... This is another one of the looks where it's like, okay, I kind of feel a lot about it. And the more I see it and have to talk about it, I'm like, Yeesh, there's some more stuff I'm noticing that is not where it needs to be. Because at first I was like, okay, I like yellow, the color on her. Even the wig, like people don't like the smaller wigs. I liked it better than Lala's wig. Yes, <laughs> but yes. It was like, okay, I keep saying things that are like, that definitely could have been fixed, like the skirt part and just the overall fitting of it. So... Ooh, I'll still go give her a fabulosity. This, if it was a different color, it would have been no, but I'll give her a fabulosity still. Miss Flace, yeah. Um, I'll say the yellow looks beautiful with her skin. I uh, yeah, for me, the biggest problem is the way the skirt does not close, like it doesn't meet, it doesn't like meet each other. And the with the feathers, it just gives big bird, like, yeah. And not in like a campy Manila way. I do like the wig too here. I know I just read Lala's, mm-hmm. but here it works a little better. Um, it's because yeah. of what the style was trying to be, and that's why a short vintage wig works. Um, I mean, again, I'm if we giving find it out, a yeah, sorry. Fabulous shitty is my. If we find out that the last fitting she had, they didn't have enough material, and that's why this was what it was, I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. Ross says for him, it was love at first sight. He remembers the first time she walked on the runway and there was no question she was a star. Rough around the edges, but a star. And that is why she went so far in her season. He says that now she is world class. He says the look is the cherry on the Sunday of this season for her. He says it's the level we dream about getting to and she's there. Carson says that he has, she has the charisma, uniqueness, and just saturates everything that she does. He says, you can't create that. It's just a gift that she has. It's the Bronx charm. Michelle says that she had some shining moments in the competition, John the Ruskell, namely. She says it was great seeing her doing something that she didn't expect Candy Muse to kill. She says the makeover challenge she won, it was amazing, and says each week she saw her fighting harder and harder, and says she fights for what she wants because she had to. She loves seeing the tenacity in her she says her performance was so intense and fantastic and says she put her whole self into the choreography. She says the tea lift at the end, she gave her all to that. Michelle tells her she can be tough on her, but it's for a reason. And Candy says that she gives her the toughest love and she knows it comes from someone who wants to see her grow and do her best. Now Rue says that she is such a big fan of hers and says it was fantastic and perfect song for her. Candy says it was her Beyonce moment. There were lights and backup dancers. And she says if she has not proved to her why she wants to win, she proved it tonight. 
She says it was her leaving everything, every anger, every sadness, and every emotion she had on the stage and says to the queer community and to the world, they are the rock stars, the superheroes, the beacons of light, and there is a queer child in their house who is not out to their family and is sneaking around watching RuPaul's Drag Race, and they are hope to those kids. She says that is exactly what drag is, hope. But this look is not hope. I will give it a fabulosity. The audience... Did not care for it. 16% fabulosity, 84% fabulosity. Uh, They did not care. Um, Rue brings back the girls to find out who the fans have voted for to be crowned queen of the fame games and cash prize of $60,000 courtesy of Sunday Riley. Did we find out who the fans voted for, though? The fans have spoken, and by no shock to anyone, based on last week, the winner of the fame games is La La Ree. So let's talk about it. Do we agree? What do you think would have happened had the wheel not been a factor? Would Lala have been the winner? No, I think the like votes were like released and Jessica won. But it was the three times thing. Yeah, which was bullshit. It should correct. It, the whole point was the fans vote for who they who their favorite. What whatever they want to vote for is their prerogative. They vote for their favorite person. Why then did the judges get to vote? Because, like, maybe it would have been great if the fans got to vote for who they thought the top two won sure. the talent show. And then they got the three times votes or whatever. I'm here but for it. this was just based on what the judges thought. So, like, why did we even like Lala? And that's like, what was what the point? I Which is fine. Like, I, I think Lala got like second or something. Like, she was doing well. I but. guarantee you Lala was one of Rue's favorites and wanted Lala to be in the finale. Um, I, 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 again, Rigor Morris from last week, there was, there was like no they way, just... there was no way anyone else would ever be able to yeah. get times two or times three more than anyone. Zach, they should have just said this was like Miss Congeniality again. And like, vote your favorite, you know, but whatever. I voted for Kahana. Um, I only voted once. You know, a lot of people were saying, oh, they voted multiple times. Like, they can no, you, you, were al- you were allowed 10 votes, but it was also rigged because you could put in any fake email you yeah, want. Yeah, so, like, Correct. hypothetically, people were, like, voting with hundreds of votes. Hundreds of times, <laughs> like, oh yeah. But Lala was my second choice only because she won the fan game. So I'm like, okay, she's going to win regardless. Well, fan game variety show. So she's going to win regardless. But I definitely think that Jessica won overall. And I would like to see, like, yes. the rankings of everybody. Now, where, where I did used, you see this? I used, I used my 10 votes uh, somewhere on Reddit. So it's not factual quite yet. No, but it, but it was it was like a link to something. I forget where the link okay, okay. went to, but maybe it wasn't real. But I used my 10 votes. I split them five for Jessica, three for Kahana, because she had the best looks, and that's what we were told was the point, and then two to Alexis, because I just like Alexis, and I do think she's stunned the runway every week as well yeah i I don't know i I feel like it should have been jessica though it just it feels weird i don't it doesn't sit well with me um just like again like the whole raja winning last season the the extra uh lip sync battle thing it was all gonna come down to who the queen if she already done had hers is yeah rue wanted raja to get it and rue wanted lala to get it and that's clearly what happened here um I don't think this is necessarily going to take anything away from Lala. I think she's going to be able no, to. No, lovely be queen. She wants to do be great um, performer. 
But I guarantee you, you're going to be seen again because they surely love her. And I feel yes, like friends. the same thing happened on 13 with her winning congeniality. Correct. But that's fine. She is um, a congenial queen, so. And yes, they did film nine versions of, of this moment. So every single queen had to do this. Wild. <laughs> that's why when Lala like, made her speech, it was so bad. Because uh, it was not genuine. She's like, I have to do this. I don't think I'm going to win. But and then she won, so. I mean, she should have known when she had three times three points. I, and I, that's the thing. I think every queen in that room knew that too. Like, if, if yeah. you told me, okay, fine, you spin the wheel and it's like 5,000 extra votes, 10,000 extra votes, that's fine. I can get behind that. But going uh, on a multiplier, ooh. Yeah. That definitely would have been more fair to add votes like 5,000, They, they should have yeah. just given those two a cash prize and been sure. like, now, audience, you have another thing, to, another factor to vote on. Like, I agree. And if they do this again in the future, you know it's going to be adjusted because I don't think this sat well with a lot of people. But it doesn't matter. We have our top two to battle it out with lip sync. Are we ready to hear our thoughts on Do You Want to Funk by Sylvester? I know there's a lot of rumors out there. People saying they changed the song to be something more fitting for Jimbo and Candy was... I don't know if that's true or not. I thought Candy slayed it. I think they both did did a very good job it was safe to say that this song is going to be performed by a lot of queens because it's a very brilliant song but you know it was all about going to be about reveals like can we just stop with reveals please well candy didn't do it did candy do any reveals well she took something the the coat twirl what yeah oh yeah fair 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 jimbo with the phone very hilarious is that what the secret thing was what 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 was it no so she had she had butt covers that like fell off during the number and they tried to hide it. There was a costume malfunction. She had like a titty reveal and a butt reveal and neither of them worked out. That was what she was sewing. I, I, I would assume so, yeah. Um, Miss Felicia, like, what was it supposed to do? Because I'm still confused as to like what was supposed to happen with the like they were just this like rip off, I feel like. At a specific but, like, moment. The, the butt, yeah, but the butt fell off like randomly at some point, and then, then nothing happened with it. And then there's just random garments on the floor. I hate that. Oh, I she was talking that. about the confetti mic, probably, for her trick. That's Maybe. true, too. Oh, yeah, confetti. Um, so Can- Candy does this thing in lip syncs where she loves being stationary and wants her face to show the emotions. It just doesn't read on camera. And it- it's something that I've noticed a lot in her lip syncs. And I think that's why she's not um, a lip sync assassin. But you know that bitch is coming back to be a lip sync assassin at some point. Um, of course, Jimbo had the tiggle biddies and she was going to jiggle, jiggle, jiggle them the entire time. I just, why did Candy reveal into a bodysuit? It, it looked great on her. She should have just worn it. Wait, what? Why didn't she? No, why did she? I liked I what she ended cape, up in. Right, no, I loved it. I didn't need the, the little oh. cape moment. Because you need some sort of reveal. Do you, though? No, but, I mean, either way, it can't, it's not going to hurt. It's, it's rarely ever going to hurt. Even I if it's just, it's like, it wasn't a reveal because couldn't we see what was underneath all time? She had a pretty close. She, she kind of looked like a, okay. an alien. Um, maybe maybe the aliens are real. I don't know. Apparently, uh, the government's apparently so. The meeting. Yeah. Do y'all think um, this is Jimbo's strongest lip sync of the 
ones that she did do this season. No. No, I thought I thought her ham one was. Her yeah. Is away. Yeah. yeah, the one versus Silky was the best, I think. Um, also, canning the slide, poor girl. That was like trying to do a slip and slide and just failing miserably. She she just she just woo, vault. didn't work. But I thought it in did. the end. I, I thought I thought Candy won the lip sync, in my opinion. I mean, it's to be and honest. I enjoyed it's her. I enjoyed there. her performance. In the end, third time's the charm. The winner of Drag Race All Stars Eight is Jimbo. Do we agree? Yeah. Yes. Although by the end, I was rooting for Candy to win, and I think Candy won the finale. I think. Listen, there are a lot of finales that we could have that argument about that someone sure. who didn't win, yes. um, but they won the yes. season. I think this was definitely a culmination of Jimbo winning the season. Um, I mean, four wins and you wouldn't crown her would be literally insanity. Yeah. Um, I'm happy with this win. I, I feel like it's Jimbo is a unique creature of drag. And I think we're now going to be able to celebrate that style of drag a little bit more because um, it's not in the world that's so alternative that it's Dragula, but it's still in this drag race universe. Um I think Candy held her own and can't Rue loves Candy and we're going to have Candy forever forever. So she's she, not a bad loss for her, even though she won no extra money from a pink free box. Uh, Zach, you're happy with this win? Yes. I think that if Jimbo didn't win, she probably would have exploded into like a thousand pieces. So yeah. good for Jimbo. And already, yeah, Candy already said yes to coming back for a versus the world. If they were to ask her. So I think that would probably be more of her time because she seems like, like she was shilling, good yeah. this season, but she needed a little bit more. Like the runways yeah. need a little bit more. It's the runways. It's yeah. the runways. Yeah, definitely. Um, all right, I got some burning questions. To wrap up this podcast. Are you ready? You know, I got some burning answers. Where does Jimbo land in the rankings of All Stars winners? Just the All Star winners. So the our eight seasons. Um, Throw in Jinx if you want to. It's hard, right? Can I see all have Yeah, I need. I need to look. I'm so you have Chad Michaels, Alaska, Trixie, Monet, Trinity, Kylie, Jinx, Jimbo. Are we talking like performance on the season or like how we like them? I would say based on performance and, and just all-star Hall of Fame worthiness. This is controversial, but as far as like the ranking, the only queen I could put her above for right now is Trinity the Tuck. Um, everybody okay. else, I feel like they are a little bit more refined in how they were performing on the season of all-stars that they were on. I can I can agree with that one. I I, I think for me I would even for put me, Chad below um, Jimbo as well, but I think it's the bottom tier. For for me, bottom tier. She's above Trixie, and that might be it. I think. Okay. And then Chad is right above her, and I think Tr- Trinity's won the most challenges ever on Drag Race. I mean, I could have an entire dissertation about why Trinity does not deserve the majority of her wins. Some of them. That that song about tucking was not it, but not otherwise, it. I think she's Snatch really game, good. Snatch game, not it. Um, um, she's always been great in Snatch game, though. Maybe not. 
but not on all winners. There were people who were better. Raja got robbed that episode. Um, uh, no, her Latoya Jackson. No, Raja, not, oh Raja, Gemini. Yes, yeah, yes, no, Raja. yeah, Raja should have won that too. Yes, yeah. Um, who will return for a verse the world season? Well, Jessica and Candy. Jessica and Candy. I would say those two are, and I, I, I have to throw Lala in there at this point as well. Sure, Lala too, yeah. Um, now, would you want them to be on a Rue-led versus the world, or would you prefer them to be on a different hosted um, season? Based off what happened, or what allegedly has happened behind the scenes, I think that it would be sickening for Candy to do Canada versus the world with Brooklyn, mm-hmm. just to get that different type of production. Like, I agree. I think Jessica would have a better chance on a non-Rue-led season, while Candy would have a better chance on a Rue-led season. I agree. I agree with that as well. Um, I really want an Espana versus the world. I think the world deserves it. There are so many Spanish-speaking drag artists who have appeared on yeah. every franchise. Well, we aren't they the first? deserve it. Aren't they the first franchise that's getting its own All-Stars? They sure are. Um, so, coming so soon. Yeah, makes sense. Coming soon. The bodies aren't even warm, cold yet. Come on, give me a break. Uh, That one's going to be drama. From what I've heard, it's going to be drama. But I'm excited. All right. Where can we find you both on social media, Venmo, and any projects you want to plug? Miss Felicia. You can find me on Instagram at Miss Felicia. That's at M I S S F E L L A T I A. You can catch me in drag every first Wednesday and third Thursday of the month at Sycamore. I host a fierce bingo. Um, what else? My Venmo is T Grunin. That's T G R U N I N. If you want to send me any money, which I love. Thanks, y'all. <laughs> Zach. My Instagram is Zach underscore iconic. You can also follow me on TikTok at Zach iconic. And where can you find me? Usually I'm on the couch eating a bag of potato chips. So bury that. that. Same. That's me. But usually um, it's while I'm podcasting. Well, friends, this was so much fun. Thanks for being here. Thanks for having us.